the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Pump day. Continuing our discussion tonight on uh, the elections that continue as we speak, and we're seeing the ongoing fraud taking place in the state of Arizona. We're going to keep you apprised of that as we go on. We've got financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff is going to be here to respond to the economic statements that Joe Biden said today. But before we get to that, we've got um, someone from East County Tea Party wants to discuss why Fetterman actually won in Pennsylvania, and he joins me now. Hello, is it Mark or Dave? David. David. That's okay. Hey, David, what's... Okay, Andrea, you you guys have been missing uh, the big elephant in the room, and the only reason Fetterman won was a conglomeration of uh, an action made possible by bringing in the uh, the election fraud vote gunslinger, uh, Mark Elias, from the Mm. law firm Perkins Coy. He he's Mark Elias is the one that got Maria Cantwell uh, elected to the U.S. Senate over Dino Rossi, the mayor of uh, Seattle, in a stolen election. And a couple of years later, he got uh, Al Franken elected over Norm Coleman in Minnesota by counting those votes over and over and over until there were more more votes than there were voters. And then he goes on and he was the uh, the go between the. Uh, that paid Fusion GPS yes. ten million dollars for uh, the uh, the Steele dossier and the and the Russian hoax. That's what happened. Well, I did know that I did know that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, ruled in favor of the Republican Party that said that mail-in ballots without a date on them or an incorrect date could not be counted. I know he hired Mark Elias to try to force those ballots to be counted, but the race was actually called for him before those ballots could have even been counted, which is suspicious on its face. And I don't think Dr. Oz should have conceded uh, the the election in that regard. So, um, you know, it's it's despicable to me that this man part and part of what went on, too, is that he hid with the um, with the Democrat Party helping him and the media helping him. He hid his condition from the voters. It, it, his stroke happened before the primary. He hid it from the voters. Uh, then it was hidden well past the point in which early voting had already taken place. It's another reason why early voting should not be happening in the United States of America. Many people said that they would not have voted for Joe Biden uh, if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. There were many people that did read about it, knew about the story, but had already voted for Biden in early voting. And I think that was a factor here. It's like Skin says, if it's not close, they can't cheat. We've got enough stupid voters in this country that literally would vote for a man who can't complete a sentence simply because he's got a D after their name. Our electorate 
is really sick in this country. And we've got to figure out what to do about it. Thank you for calling in my friend David from Tea Party Patriot. Got to bring in um, Tea Party Group. Got to bring in my man, Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, uh, to weigh in on all of this. Hello, my dear friend. Hey, AK, how are you? Well, um, it's it's rough. I mean, uh, you know, we... We things weren't were supposed to be a red wave for us last night. Then it was looking like a little bit of a red mist. We get up this morning. Things are breaking our way in Arizona. And now it's clearly looking as though the theft is on to deny Carrie Lake and Blake Masters a win in the state of Arizona. But here's the good news for me in that if they steal it from Carrie Lake and she is denied the governorship, then she uh, will clearly be the vice presidential nominee on the ticket with Trump, in my opinion. Well, I tell you, I'm here in Arizona during this fiasco, yep. and all on the news is what is going on with these voting templates and all this crap that's going on is ridiculous, and people are upset, and I'm I'm surprised that it's as close as it is, but have hope because. The uh, Fox channel here says that Carrie Lake's making a comeback. Is is that not true? Well, she was. What was happening was the, um, the, the, the drops, as they call them, from the outlying areas bringing in, um, and there should not be after election day drops happening where they're bringing in, like, like the machine, when the machines were messing up yesterday, they were handing people these paper ballots and then telling them, go leave it in a box over in the corner. That's an example of, of ballots that are being brought in and dropped in that are being counted. The drops today that were coming in all day long were all breaking anywhere between 60% to 85% for Carrie Lake. She was within a few thousand votes. And all of a sudden now, every mail, every, every mail drop is breaking almost 100% for Katie Hobbs. It's like it defies common sense. It defies it's it's straight up and it just like 2020 is what's going on here and they're doing the same thing with with Blake Masters um and and it, it the Connecticut five race tonight supposedly that's happening too I forgot to mention before I get into some economics with Elhoff if we take the house and this is one area too that you can know that there's some fraud happening in places like Arizona because how can you explain that Lee Zeldin in, in hardcore, deep blue New York, Lee Zeldin got within a few percentage points of, of winning the governorship in New York. And we had one, two, three, four, five congressional seats in deep blue New York that flipped from blue to red. And yet Republican state of Arizona is 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 about to possibly put Katie Hopkins in who hid in a McDonald's to avoid a debate with Carrie Lake. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Let's get into some uh, economics, Elhoff, because let's pretend that there wasn't any fraud. Let's pretend that the voters just woke up yesterday, Elhoff, and were like, you know what? I'm just loving what this Democrat Party is doing to me with six dollars a gallon of gas. Say what? I'm just, I'm just loving. I'm living in the Northeast, and I'm just loving the fact that I'm not going to be able to afford my electric bill, and there's not going to be any diesel fuel in a few weeks. I'm just going to vote Democrat. So, because they're just going to fix all these problems, and then Joe Biden says this today, clip eight. Um, and so, 
Um, but what I can't do is I can't guarantee that um, we're going to be able to uh, get rid of inflation, but I do think we can. <laughs> we brought, we've already brought down the price of gasoline about $1.20 a gallon across the board, and I think that the, 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 uh, the oil companies are really doing the nation a real disservice. <laughs> Congratulations, Democrats. You're just going to get more. It's just going to get – that inflation ain't going away like they promised, right, Elhoff? That, what he just said, was a monstrous falsehood. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by a monstrous falsehood, and you can quote me on this, a big lie. And I tell you, he is so unbelievable – unbelievable out of touch with reality it's unbelievable but you know when you get the mainstream media backing you up you can say whatever you want how would you like to do that on your talk show and <laughs> whatever you want and it doesn't matter what you say the mainstream media is going to say you're brilliant you're genius and and you can say whatever you want yeah, um, and this is the problem that we've got because we have uh, – let's let's take all the election fraud out. Um, we still have a problem with our electorate. We This is – there are people that actually believe Joe Biden when he says it's nothing that he did to cause inflation. It's Putin's fault or it's, you know, inflation's going on around the – our economy is strong as blank. It's what's happening around the world that's the problem. We've got schools that are churning out socialists who don't understand how a dollar works, don't understand that our government doesn't have any money. It either borrows it from somewhere or prints it. Uh, we So we've got a dumb electorate that is – that. Because if if our electorate was smart, if our electorate understood how our economy worked, if our electorate understood that the government doesn't make anything, it doesn't doesn't produce anything, therefore there is no such thing as government money, then they wouldn't be gullible enough to believe all the lies that's being told to them, right? Right. And I tell you, the problem is, is these people, they, they say Biden has nothing to do with the price of energy when he shut down all our energy production in the United States, where we have over 200 years of reserves that properly executed under Trump, we were energy independent. We didn't have to beg Iran. We didn't have to beg OPEC to send us oil and gas. I mean, come on. People out there, understand, where were you Two and a half years ago, when Biden came in, and where are you now? Right. Awesome. Everything has gone through the roof. And you think he has nothing to do with it? He caused it. Right. And he's blaming the oil companies for it. He's blaming the oil companies for it. I mean, the first thing he did was lay off 11,000 Keystone Pipeline workers. Uh, you know, it, he, he <sighs> things are going to get Let's What we have to do 
is we have to pray that we actually have the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate, because even if they don't have enough of a majority uh, to do a whole lot, at least they can stop some insanity. And that includes spending uh, more than continuing to spend and and maybe do something to um, actually even reduce some, some spending. In the meantime, we don't have any certainty. One of the problems with not having election night anymore and having election weeks, election seasons, is that people are desperate from we talked about this last night with Gary Quackenbush. People are desperate for some certainty. Markets don't like uncertainty, do they? They like certainty. We need certainty. We the even even the Democrat voters who were stupid enough to believe the Biden administration that that you know keep the Democrats in power and they'll they'll fix this inflation problem and then he comes out and says inflation isn't going away today. There's still uncertainty going on and people need people are trying to figure out what to do with their life and what to do with their money and that's a hard thing to do yes it is because i tell you people what you need to think about you talk about uncertainty it's always going to be out there but there are strategies that you and i working together can work where we can increase your money increase your benefits reduce your risk and do so without you haven't become one dime out of pocket to do that. How do I do that? It's very simple. I have found over my course of time of over 40 years in the business that people are wasting one to 8% of their money in unknown areas that they have not identified. And that's why I do. I identify it. Imagine recapturing one to eight percent of your money and putting it to work for you instead of flushing it down the toilet. Well, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. And by the way, I didn't win the Powerball. That wasn't me. We had one winner in, in California. <laughs> Somebody won up in Altadena. Um, so uh, you, you don't have to be a Powerball winner or be mega wealthy to try to figure out what you need to do with, with your uh, money and make some decisions. That can, in fact, it's quite the other way around as I'm thinking about it. I think that the people that need some strategy most are the people that are um, looking to retire, the people who have a little bit but not enough um, you know, middle middle income people to a degree. Everybody has money that's passive that they could. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but everybody has areas to where they can maximize what you call velocity of money, right? Exactly. You need to protect what you have. You need to grow it, and eventually, you need to enjoy it. Protect, grow, and enjoy. Protect, grow, and enjoy. I'm all for the enjoy part. How do people get a hold of you, my man, Elhoff? 619 548 0965. 619 548 0965. Go to financialthought.doctor.com. Okay, I do have some uh, a good uh, piece of information for you guys to share with you when we come back. There has been a flip from a Democrat uh, congressional seat to Republican in Arizona, and I'm going to share that with you on the other side of the break. So don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Hey, 
hey there, Andrea Kay. This is Monica in Oceanside, and I'm out here riding that red wave all the way to victory. And if you're not voting that red wave, if you're not voting the R, you're not voting conservative, then you're a traitor. And if you're staying home, you're even worse. Thank you, caller. That must have come in uh, yesterday on uh, voting day. Uh, but who knows? I mean, with the way things are happening, people, maybe she voted today <laughs> because we have election weeks now, right? Uh, but she's right. I mean, you know, one of the things that in getting back to um, different issues that we can look at that that took place yesterday and why there was not uh, the as big a red wave as we would have wanted uh, there's a race down in Texas, uh, Mayra Flores. Remember Mayra Flores? She was a Hispanic that was called, um, that she was uh, she was attacked by the Hispanic community because she dared to run as a Republican. She ran in a special election and won. And then she had to run again. Uh, she was denied after she won in this Texas race. And she, and she ran, she switched from being a Democrat to a Republican because of the border. How many Hispanics flipped to become a Republican in Texas because of that open border was a huge number, right? And so she ran as a Republican in a special election. She won a congressional seat. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus would not allow her to join. She lost in the general election uh, yesterday, and she blames poor Republican turnout for it. And that is a problem. That is a problem. Monica from Oceanside is right. If you're not voting and you're not voting Republican, um, especially if you're not voting, uh, you're even worse than a traitor. And we didn't have enough turnout. We didn't have enough turnout. There's no excuse. She And one of the things Mayra Flores said was she didn't want to hear any complaining from anybody from the Republican Party about the state of what's going on in this country when we had the low turnout that we had. Because there's no excuse for it. People want to blame Trump today. Let me tell you. People knew what was on the ballot. Show up. Right. Yeah. Sanity. A restoration of sanity was on the ballot. If you didn't, and and we cannot just blame the legacy media. And this is one reason why I'm sick of hearing people, particularly MAGA, blaming Trump today. Where's the electorate? We've got the insanity going on in the Democrat voter, voter base who actually think that the recruitment of five-year-olds and getting them generally castrated is a good idea, right? Uh, that are, are just, you know, pushing so for social credit scores and open borders and the global recent and all that. But then we've got the conservatives that stay home that don't bother to vote because they actually don't think it, it's maybe their kid that's being pushed into transgenderism. They know all the issues going on in the country and they don't bother to vote. Some of that is Christians. They're being told by their pastors in church to turn off the news and not pay attention. As though the only way that they could manage their thought life and to stay positive and have peace is by to not being exposed to any negative news out there. That any, if you've got a pastor telling you that from the pulpit, you need to turn off the TV or you need to get up and walk out. Because first of all, the Lord says, I came and I, I, I came and I gave you peace. I'm paraphrasing. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to have peace in spite of the circumstances. Not only have peace because you're not exposed to anything negative. You will have trials and tribulations in this world. And that means being spo- exposed to negativity. And anybody telling Christians to turn off the news and to not get involved in politics is probably a Democrat who's probably wanting you to stay at home and not vote because they're in on it. 
We would not have had, we wouldn't be, the mess we're in right now took many years for us to get here. Many years for us to get here. And if the Christian vote had turned out and voted for Romney and held their nose and voted for Romney, we wouldn't have had a second term of Obama. We would have been spared a whole lot of this stuff. Let's talk about some other issues that the that many are pointing to today. <clears throat> um, well, they're wanting to blame Trump. Let's talk about the Republican Party. When Romney lost in 2012, instead of blaming the Christians and saying, you know what? Christians didn't come out and vote. No, what the what the consultancy class said was we lost because um, we didn't reach out to to the Latino voter enough and we need to support amnesty every time they would tell us we have to run a, a quote moderate, which was a liberal Mitt Romney was the architect of Obamacare literally. Mitt Romney is the guy who just tried to undercut Mike Lee from winning in the Senate, a, con- a conservative, by by funding a guy named McMullen. Uh, Mitt Romney is a charlatan. Mitt Romney is a liberal. Uh, uh, Romney is is a liberal, right? So when he so the, and that's what the establishment was telling us for years. We've got to have these electable candidates, right? So they would choose a candidate for us that was so far from being conservative, it wasn't even funny, right? And then when he would lose because, you know, there was no clear choice. In fact, that's one of the reasons why Romney lost is because, you know, there was really no daylight between him and Barack Obama. Then the consultancy class would tell us when there was a loss that we just didn't go far left enough. Around the time of Mitt Romney, I was pushing Republican leadership, including Ron Nearing here, who was at one point the head of the San Diego County Republican Party and then over the state. And I was saying the Republicans must start crafting good messaging around conservatism because the left is getting really good at wordsmithing and getting really good at putting platitudes on bumper stickers and swaying the minds of Americans to embrace socialism in this country and to embrace entitlement. And the Republican Party is not uh, all they want to do when they go. And this is me back in 2012. This was me in 2008 saying Republicans need to do more than just talk about uh, lowering taxes and lower regulation, particularly when we've got an electorate that doesn't even understand any of that. I said the Republican Party must start coming up with a way to to help the American people understand that the principles on which our country was founded is superior than socialism and communism, that that no, it's not as sexy for individual responsibility, individual accountability, work ethic and ambition instead of entitlements, that this country was founded on on uh, opportunity, not entitlements, and be able to sell that to the American people because the left is pushing 24 hours a day, 365 days a year on socialism. On socialism. And the Republican Party refused to do it. And we now have pretty much the entire country in many respects that's on board with entitlements. We had, and how do you know? Do we still have Obamacare, which was nothing but a, a, a Marxist income redistribution scheme? The reason why the Republican Party never came up with a message and never began to try to educate the American people, it, it, and even including financial debates. Here was Mitt Romney, a self-made man, and he was a self-made man. He was only given a small amount of money by his father, and he turned it into millions of dollars. 
And yet at the at the economic and financial debate with with Barack Obama said it really would make no difference to him or his family who won. And I thought that he, he and, and I turned to somebody in the moment of that debate and I said he just lost because when you can't communicate to the American people why the free market economy and the American economic system, why it's the greatest in the history of the world, why it has produced the greatest economic wealth in the world, why it made it possible for us to be the humanitarian force and the one that writes the checks, the one that funds the world, the one that was able to fund a military that saved the world from Nazism and communism. If you can't communicate that, we will lose this country. And I've been saying that even before Mitt Romney ran in 2012. I was saying that in 2008 when when John McCain refused to question Barack Obama, who was clearly a Marxist and a communist. And you couldn't challenge Barack Obama because he was black. Why am I going into all this? Because we see this playing out in our elections today. When the Fauci's of the world were telling us that healthy people need to stay inside their home and communist dictators like Gavin Newsom and beyond were shutting down our businesses, they were even conservatives that thought that that was okay and a good idea. One woman, a conservative, tweeted this out yesterday about her vote. Let me see if I can find it. I had it right in front of me. She says, I voted like a woman. Actually, let's take a break, Skins, and I'm going to look that. I've got all these stories in front of me. I want to read this to you guys because I loved it, and I was thinking it was such a great post. And then something jumped out at me about it that shows a real problem that we've got with conservatism that's playing out in our elections at this very moment. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I promised you guys uh, some, some uh, good news. Um, Republican Eli Crane uh, defeated Representative Tom O'Halloran, Democrat, in Arizona's 2nd Congressional District. So that was good news. And we need to hang on good news wherever we can get it. Um, I'm not sure if Lauren Boebert actually won her reelection. That was uh, Colorado went very, very, very blue. In fact, how insane when we talk about sanity on the ballot. Let's talk about this, peeps. Voters in Colorado approved a ballot measure to legalize magic mushrooms on Tuesday's midterm elections, but shot down three ballot measures that would expand access to alcohol. So you can't get a cocktail, apparently. Well, you can get a cocktail. What they were doing was if, if somebody had one liquor license, they couldn't get a second liquor license. But you can get you some magic mushrooms. <laughs> the culture of America has has shifted. It shifted economically to where we've got Americans that actually like the idea of big government centralized you know, power over us. Government run health care, government, you know, um, writing checks. Right. Um, in fact, I, I saw this tweet from this woman. I voted like a woman who and she writes, I voted like a woman who didn't receive a paycheck until the government got around to it. Maybe she means more here in regards to the fact uh, it, it just struck me. That we shouldn't be lamenting that the, that the government took too long in getting us a paycheck. We should be lamenting that anybody was getting a paycheck from the government. Getting, getting unemployment payments from an unemployment account that you paid into is different. 
But getting paid to sit at home should not be celebrated. It shouldn't be encouraged. And it shouldn't be happening in the United States of America. We were literally paying people to sit at home and not work. That's insane. And the purpose of it, forcing healthy people to sit at home, was to condition the American people to become more and more and more dependent on the government. And there's people that have bought into it. And the Republican Party has got our culture here. Because there were Republicans who bought into this nonsense during COVID. One of, one of the things that we've done as a Republican Party in terms of um, the culture is we've done a really, really bad job in terms of abortion messaging. Variety of ways in which over the years, Republicans have done a really bad job in abortion messaging. Some of it was just going back to the beginning where we didn't have the technology. Some of it is just a lot of awkwardness. It's a, it's a tough thing to talk about on the campaign trail. But there was a really big missed opportunity here and has been over the decades. It Back in 73, when Roe v. Wade became law, um, it just became accepted. And um, pro-life candidates, when they were pro-life candidates, the Republican Party, just it just really never could come up with a way to message why that was a good thing, right? It's sickening to me that in the United States of America that abortion has gone from being something that was considered to be something rare. Even Bill Clinton said in the in the 90s, it should be legal, safe, and rare to now it being something that's not only celebrated, but something that is is. Uh, um, we now have infanticide going on in the United States of America. What passed yesterday in California was Proposition 1, that not just preserving the right to kill your child is now a constitutional right in the state of California, but it even includes language up until after birth. In Montana, for example, let me read you a ballot measure um, in Montana. Montana referendum number 131 uh, requires medical care for infants born alive. It was voted down, voted no. The citizens of Montana voted against requiring medical care to save the life of a child. That's evil. That's evil. Technology shows in the United States of America and around the world that it is a human being in there. In 1973, you people, you know, I, I don't know what uh, technology was around in 1973, but we have 3D images of children in the womb. These are human beings. And all across this country, we've got laws in place to murder human beings. And if you want to argue that uh, uh, an egg implanted, you know, in a Petri dish somewhere is not a human being, that's fine. If you even want to argue that up until um, a heartbeat, you know, that should be uh, made um, legal for abortion, that's an argument. But we are one of only three countries in the world that allows for a human being to be murdered in the womb. And that's what it is. At least, at least you have to acknowledge post-heartbeat. Carrie Lake did an amazing job, and, and I don't believe that the abortion vote is really what denied us the full red wave. I believe it was electioneering and fraud in a variety of different measures and forms. However, two things can, co- can coexist. We can have election fraud, and we can also have done a crappy job with some of these, uh, some of these issues in terms of how we message, one of which is the, the economy, 
We haven't we didn't even hear anybody. The Republican Party did nothing on messaging about COVID and the lockdowns and the crackdowns and what was done. The the Republican Party didn't do anything to talk about our military that was forced out because they didn't want the shots and how Fauci and the United States government hid the truth about these shots. I didn't hear a word of it. Did you hear from anybody? Any of the Republican Party? No, not a word. We didn't hear from anybody in the Republican establishment going into these midterms as to how weaponized the Biden administration has been against the American citizens. How their counterterrorism unit was targeting parents who dared to speak up at school board meetings as domestic violence extremists. About how Americans were locked up in gulags, literally because of a belief that they had. None of that. We didn't hear any of it. And when it comes to abortion... We had so much great messaging that we could do on this issue to the women out there. We could talk about how the uh, and, and, and nobody wanted to talk about it, about how abortion is still legal in the United States of America. And what this did was return it to the states and talk about the value of states rights. Certainly on the campaign trail, others could have followed Carrie Lake. And when she was peppered, like all the Republican candidates are peppered, like Dr. Oz was, who failed miserably in the answer during the the debate, saying it's between a woman, her doctor, and local legislatures, he could have said, he could have handled it like Carrie Lake did. All the other Republicans could have said, why are you questioning me, she said, and accusing me of being the extremist when it comes to abortion rights. Come back to me after you've gone and talked to my opponent and asked her specifically to state her position on abortion and when abortion should be stopped. That up to what point is abortion legal and at what point is it not? Because my opponent is the one with the extremist position. The vast majority of Americans are not on board with late-term abortion in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. I don't believe that the Dobbs decision, whether it's the women vote in general or the uh, Gen Z is what denied us the red wave, but clearly it's a factor. And we actually have winning arguments when it comes to this. And we've got to stop. The entire culture war is winnable. DeSantis has won it in Florida. And as he took down the wokeism in the state of Florida, he increased his votes. He flipped more and more and more seats. He increased his Hispanic turnout and his his Hispanic vote. And flipped Miami-Dade, Miami-Dade County, from blue to red. There's no excuse for the Republican Party or any candidate to not be clear on messaging and clear on messaging in terms of MAGA. MAGA is not about a man, whether it's Trump or whether it's DeSantis. MAGA is about a movement. And the movement is about America first. The movement is about restoring America to the constitutional principles and the Judeo-Christian principles and values in which this country was founded. That's what it's about. And we need candidates that are going to continue to fight for that and not make it be just a conversation about Trump or DeSantis, because it's really not. We Because MAGA is what we should want to leave for children and grandchildren long after Trump or DeSantis is gone. We actually have the right, uh, we're actually right on these issues, and they do sell to the American people when they're messaged properly. Andrea, how many times did we say, you, me, Brian, a few other people, on this very show that all the Republicans had to do. We said this months ago, pick an issue, pick two issues, hammer them home. They didn't do it. No, they didn't. And and um, that what they wanted to talk about was inflation, 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 inflation. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit and, de- and deny everything else. And they also didn't want to do anything to secure our elections. 
Harmeet Dillon is on the ground, a Republican attorney, uh, RNC committee woman is on the ground in Arizona. As of three hours ago, she was asking for volunteers. Why did it take so long? Glad you're there, Harmeet. But um, where's the, why did, why did the Republican Party not have people in place? Should have been there beginning of election day. Yep. I'm going to read another comment here um, from a listener who says, before I take a break, listen today to lots of it's Trump's fault. Someone will have to prove it to me. Huge ego, something he should keep to himself. Um, So what? Um, Okay, I get what she's saying. She's saying that Trump's got a big ego and that he should keep that to himself. So what she's saying, she says, I really like Jesse Kelly. He ticked me off today. Bad mouthing President Trump. Um, and yet he says he likes him. No one is perfect. As I said, he cleans the slate. We'll be good. All these uninformed and stupid people, it's their fault, and they are unable to think for themselves. Shame on them. What happens to them doesn't interest me. My young family is my concern and interest. Thanks for listening, Andrea. Yeah. Um, Going to take a break, and then we'll have final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show, and hopefully we will have... A result for you coming out of Arizona. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Y'all know, welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show. Y'all know we don't usually like to play clips from other shows on here, particularly from networks that we actually have a hair across our hiney about because we don't think they're totally on the up and up. But we got to play this clip from Tucker talking about the machines because he's right on here. Clip five. And what happened today in Maricopa County, where some huge percentage of voting machines, electronic voting machines, according to the Arizona Republic, 30 percent, they claim these are Dominion voting machines. But it, it almost doesn't matter. Electronic voting machines didn't allow people to vote, apparently. And that whatever you think of it, the cause of it. It shakes people's faith in the system. That is an actual threat to democracy. And it points up the core problem, which is we're not really very serious about democracy if we're using electronic voting machines or if we're not requiring photo ID to vote. We could have secure elections. We don't because a small number of people don't want them. But until we do, you're going to have these moments where everybody in the country fears volatility because one side doesn't believe the result is real. And you've seen it on. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. And you notice how he talked about machines and the reason to get rid of the machines without even talking about whether or not there was anything untoward and intentionally um, intentionally done in, reg- in, in regards to the machines. Just the fact that they're unreliable creates, and by the way, there has been, you know, Dr. Frank talked last night about what was revealed in the Oregon case. They've been lying to you whether or not they were on modems. We know that there were shenanigans and things. We knew that they, we know right now that the head of Conic is a Chinese national and he transferred a bunch of data from about our election systems that are now sitting on Chinese servers. There should not be another machine used in the United States of America. And what they're doing here, they know that they're sowing distrust. They don't care because all they care about is gaining power. And as they sow distrust with all of their games that they're playing, not just including the machines, but beyond, 
they, they then when you dare to speak up and acknowledge it, when you dare to mention what you've seen with your own eyes, that 20 percent of machines in Maricopa County are failing and people and people had to leave because they couldn't wait in line any longer. It's not like they, it's an opinion, Andrew. Those are just the facts on the ground. Yeah. When you when you dare to speak up and say, hey, I got a problem with what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Then they want to hurl invectives at you and call you an election denier and throw you in jail in the gulag and deny you bail. We have citizens that were not released from jail because the litmus test they were given by a judge was, um, I'm not going to deny, I'm denying you bail, mister. And this literally happened. Uh, this judge says, I'm denying you bail because I get the feeling that you still think something untoward happened in the election. If we had fair elections in this country and theft wasn't happening with our elections, they wouldn't have a problem with anybody questioning it, would they? If they cared about discord being sown, distrust being sown, then they would be the ones to be to be throwing out all of these machines. They would be following the course of France, who got rid of mail-in ballots, and, and now it's election day. Paper ballots, no machines. In Mexico, turnout increased because they implemented voter ID. Mexico has better election integrity than the United States of America. This is by design. And we need to be screaming about it. There should be no level of fraud that is acceptable to anybody, especially the Republican Party. Because why is it? Why is it that it's always the fraud always benefits the Democrats? Never the Republicans, right? We got to get rid of these machines. Um. No results tonight. They had indicated Maricopa County, by the way, has a thread on Twitter tonight trying to trying to act as though you're crazy. If you've you know, look, yeah, these machines went down, but we've told everybody we're going to count all the votes. What's your problem? Right. You, you want to know why I've got a problem? Can, do you think, Skins, that if it was a Republican who was sec- current secretary of state in Arizona, who, which meant that she's overseeing the elections while running for governor. Do you think anybody would be allowing that to happen? Uh, they'd be screaming at the, the Democrats would be screaming at it tooth and nail. The Republican would have would have recused herself before the election began. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, you know, one of the reasons why Katie Hobbs could be slow walking the results is because she's the one who has to personally sign off on her own loss. Let that sink in a moment. The candidate for governor and Democrat is in charge of all the numbers and her own race for governor. And she's the one that gets to sign off on the results. This is a woman who hid in McDonald's, by the way, and refused to debate. And yet we're not allowed to, to question and, and distrust that process over there. No. No. Um, I didn't have a chance to. I'm going to throw this out there for the caller line. Um uh, what's his name? Miller, who runs Getter. I can never remember his first name. Uh, he, Jason Miller, he is still very tight with Trump. He has suggested to Trump that Trump wait on his announcement until after helping Herschel Walker win the Senate race in Georgia. And the runoff election is not going to take till January. It's actually in the early, early part of December. I think that's a good idea. I think that that the focus needs to stay on us winning the Senate. Call us on the comment line. Tell us what you think. 844-814-5227. Should Trump wait on his announcement after helping Herschel Walker win the much, much, much needed Senate race? That's my question for you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you to my guest, L. Hoff and Wayne Allen Root. Thank you, Skins. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday Eve.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.